Greetings, salute and welcome, lady beings, gentle wonders and other creatures of the night. This is the Truth or Death podcast created by Lola Hamilton and Ebo, your hosts to diversify your life. It's time for insights on the creative arts scene, hacks and tools for healthier living and hearing stories from voices around the world to share their truth stories. Are you ready to dare your truth? A new episode of the Truth or Death podcast starts now. Hello listeners and welcome back to the Gigi and Sanji podcast. Another Marvel Magic episode. Oh! Hannah couldn't be with us today, but it's me and Craig and we've got some steamy things to talk about and <laughs> apologize for. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's, let's leave into that. But we're getting to that later. Today we're going to talk about Marvel and DC TV shows because last time we talked about the movies and now we're going to talk about the TV show aspect, which is super exciting. And I'm super, yeah, I can't wait for certain <laughs> things that are going to happen on this episode today. So let's get cracking. Hey, how's it going, Craig? Uh, it's going good. It's going good. Sadly, we will be missing Hannah's judgment this uh, session. She she will she'll be judging from afar. I'm sure. I'm sure. Like I'll be saying something. I'm, I'm probably right now. What I'm saying, you can hear her like spider sense is going off, and she knows <laughs> she's she's feels some strange like uh, yeah atmosphere. I don't know, but it's yeah, it's good. Yeah, I can see her like zipping tea and going like mm-hmm. yeah. They are filming the episode. I can yeah. feel it. <laughs> she can feel it when something bad's happening. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. So I can't wait for that. <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to talk about, as I said, Marvel and DC TV shows. So last time we took a turn on all the movies and like, or like kind of like a comparison on the movies. But this time we're going to talk about all the things. Yeah, what 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 the differences are basically and what we think think on that. So we're just jumping right into the topic of Marvel TV shows. What's your thought on that? Uh, yeah, I mean, Marvel TV is it's really, uh, it's it's a very strange one. Like, I feel really old saying, like, I don't want to <laughs> make myself sound old this, but like, these, these kids today don't know what it was uh, like back when Marvel TV first started, <laughs> you know, like, we, we, you're lucky that you get like Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision, you know, the stuff we had when it was first kicking off was like much like lower budget <laughs> and like primetime TV stuff. It was still like, it was still great when it, uh, first started but man like they were so like <laughs> you'd be lucky if you got to see like powers being used and stuff like that because it's just they, they they were sort of they existed in a weird bubble I, I don't know what it was it's like they wanted to start these tv shows but like there was there was a lot of like they, they feared making it a part of the mcu it's it's like having this weird off-brand stuff <laughs> like that's they're like hey this is kind of in the mcu but then like no it's not so yeah but marvel tv when it first started was uh it was very weird but you know we've we've had some great stuff since and it's kind of been nice to watch it grow in a way like i feel like i was there when it sort of first started with agents of shield and you know it's sort of watching that grow has been amazing you know we've had the netflix stuff which then was like its own level uh of of sort of entertainment and then now with the sort of disney plus stuff it it seriously blows out of the water (laughs) you know what we've had and i think marvel's done a great job at at 
growing, I guess, for all of this. Like, I mean, it's one of the biggest things they've been good at is being able to kind of show you that, like, even if they have a rough start, they'll they'll still make something good out of it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, What you just said, like, <laughs> literally, because I think my first Marvel TV show before even the Netflix stuff hit was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. And because that was a big thing. I'm not good with timelines, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, But that was a big thing. And then Agent Carter was the yeah. next bigger just, thing. And then the whole Netflix stuff kicked off. And I think that's, like, I still haven't seen Agent Carter, but it's on my list. It's on, a, on my priority <laughs> list. I, I can already hear Hannah going like, <gasps> <laughs> um, and I need to get back into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. again. But thanks to Disney+, Plus, that's going to happen. Um, what I recently discovered was also that are some X-Men TV shows, which I have not seen before. Um, and I actually... I, I kind of found them because I was watching YouTube videos and, you know, these fan-made videos that people do. Yeah. And I found this video saying uh, the Maximoff sisters. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> How? And why? And what? And there's a TV show called The Gifted. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, it's about mutants. So, like, anything X-Men. And I looked into it and I was like, How, like, how was I not able to, like, how did this like pass me? Because <laughs> anything <laughs> X Men is really my kind of Marvel. Because X Men was always or is always dark, a bit darker. I will come to that when we talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier. <laughs> <laughs> um, how Marvel can also be quite dark. And if we look at the TV shows, uh, Daredevil and Punisher are definitely oh, on the yeah. darker spectrum. So is Jessica Jones, and that's what I loved. Because I, I I still stand by my. Um, by my statement when it's when it comes to Marvel being more family friendly because that's essentially what some of the movies are pretty are like they are good family fun watch together and now Marvel is going in a di different direction with certain TV shows which I think is incredible like because sometimes I was always missing that like you know that bit of extra that bit of tragedy that bit of like make me feel something when <laughs> I watch these movies um Obviously, I have a lot of emotions, but like, if I have to choose between comedy aspect and more seriousness, then I would always choose the seriousness, because mm. um, essentially sometimes you need that for a character arc to be like very deep. Um. So yeah, I do enjoy. I don't think I have seen the second season with Punisher. I think I've. Is there a second season? I think yeah. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I've done the same, like with the Netflix stuff. I've seen like the start to them, but never finished them. Like, we, like with their last few seasons, I've seen like, I think I've seen like the first season of each one, and then like the Defenders and that. But I never sort of bothered to carry them on. I feel like once, once we knew they were kind of dead, it was like, oh, <laughs> like you definitely need to catch up with Daredevil because Daredevil yeah. keeps being great. Like that, that was one of my favorites. But I think it's also because I think Daredevil is such an interesting character because he breaks the boundary of i mean they kind of all do with this like kind of like anti-hero kind mm. of trope i i would say like maybe the only one that kind of like is a bit more of a hero is iron fist in that sense yeah um but like they all kind of like break that that spectrum and i like that and i've seen both seasons of jessica jones even though i have to say the first one is definitely better in my opinion yeah and incredible yeah everything else is just also really like if you like that darker vibe and touch to it definitely watch it like it's great all of the 
And I also like that they kind of that they kind of like broke more the spectrum of the the rogue characters in a sense, or like mm. the way the way let me try to find my sentence. <laughs> um, his brain is processing. Yeah, I guess it's just it's just nice to to have these characters also portrayed by I, I was I know what I was going for. Uh, <laughs> it's nice to see the cast because like yeah, you know, especially with the big MCU ones, you always have these like very famous actors and stuff, and then to have kind of like more different actors smaller actors in that spectrum as well i, I really like that like seeing that and yeah so at the moment i'm watching the gifted and it's i like it because i'm just like <laughs> Excellent how did this like how did this like pass me also i love uh love uh, what's her name she, polaris she's oh yes yeah i know that amazing oh my goodness i love her like also she uh it's really weird but she looks like a character that i created uh it's really weird because she could have been exactly typecasted for the character well we'll keep her in mind yeah (laughs) goes on that list (laughs) Um, yeah so yeah i just what you just said is also like obviously it's been a journey for the marvel tv shows and we come to to things like Falcon and Winter Soldier now, and like even with WandaVision, which is so phenomenal on on the aspect of the way they did that TV show. Ah, man. I think it's kind of great. Like, it's kind of quite nice now, especially with Disney Plus, I guess, as well. We've got this kind of nice, like, I think you've got these perfect little, like, shows that, like, yeah, you should definitely, people who, if you haven't seen them, it's worth visiting them now still, because they are still their own little thing. Like, you've got kind of the more, cheesier stuff with like Agent Carter and um Agent of Shield, you know, they're they're a lot more MCU-ish because they're a bit more like uh they're just yeah, they I guess cheesy and campy is the way I see them because like the especially like Angel Shield later on gets really silly and kind of very like over the top. And Agent Carter's great for watching like I mean it's got uh Howard Dom Howard Stark's Dominic Cooper's playing him and like Peggy's always great to see and it's a lot very like uh like 40s 50s like cheesiness era of them kicking out you know strong female kicking ass in that era and then you get the like more grittier stuff like if you want a bit more punch that's definitely not mcu you get these netflix ones which i mean like so yeah they're all they're all very they're all hits because they were different we needed like that grittiness you know there's, there's the daredevil scenes yeah, everyone remembers the corridor scene and like i mean wilson fisk and things like that like you know these were all so worth seeing when they were done in Netflix. And then now we've kind of got the more MCU ones again, but like actually like these MCU ones, you know, ones that are literally people we've seen in movies for a change. And I think it's quite nice to have that come together. And it's definitely, yeah, I mean, any, like I'll have to check out some of the other ones as well, like Gifted and that, because I haven't really seen them, but I still think it's nice to have those as well, because they're kind of almost... Not not spin-offs, but I guess it's nice having those other characters that, you know, maybe we'll eventually see Polaris in the MCU and things like this. But um, I remember the other thing I was going to say is that I feel like the casting as well is such an interesting one. Because even though these shows aren't maybe as connected as we want to be, like, we know, like you were saying with the casting, like, the the ones they chose just fit the bill. And I feel like you can never recast those stuff like you could never yeah we couldn't i don't think you could have another daredevil you could have another jessica like we'd i I think people still want those people and maybe you know there's that rumor that charlie cox might be in spider-man 3 and 
I really hope so because yeah, all of that cast in the Netflix stuff and in the other shows is it's just too good, you know. Like we yeah. had Vincent as Wilson Fisk, you can never beat, and uh, Punisher John Bamfall, you know, all these people were just ah, oh, they were just <laughs> they were so good, and I'll be sad if they ever recast them. Yeah, exactly, and um, I think there's also Cloak and Dagger, I believe, oh, on yeah. Amazon. Is it Amazon? Yeah, and yeah, it's, and I, I think there's also a TV show called Legion, if I'm correct, yeah. which is also another X-Men one. Yeah. And then also we got the, but that's a movie, right? The New Mutants movie that uh, came yeah, out? Yeah. yeah, you got the Runaways as the other X-Men one, I think, as well. Oh, yeah, that, that was the, well, like, there's so much more going on. And, like, sometimes you don't even realize it. And I think especially because Disney Plus is crushing it now. So yeah. sometimes people forget even about the Netflix stuff that has come out. But it's definitely worth a watch. And... Yeah, especially what Craig just said with the darker and grittier stuff, because like, and that's where we dive into now. Um, all the Netflix TV shows really remind me of the the verse that DC created with their TV shows, because it's the same kind of like drive where things intertwine and stuff. Um, so yeah, let's talk about DC TV shows. What's your <laughs> thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, so so DC TVs again, it's it's very similar in the sense that like I know things like I've never seen it but I know there's like you had Smallville back in the day was like they're starting I think and that was very what sort of uh, (laughs) it's so great to look at Smallville now because like if especially with the Arrowverse if you look at the Arrowverse and then look at like uh, Smallville's Arrowverse it's so funny like the comparisons between what they were doing but I mean it it was it all has to start somewhere and obviously we've got Gotham as well which I think Gotham's kind of similar to the uh, X-Men stuff we've been talking about like this this kind of taking something and making it your own, like Gotham is kind of its, I, I don't, Gotham's like its own little bubble, you know, it's its taken the stuff that we've all know and love of Batman and, and kind of expanded on it and made it this amazing sort of universe that again, like it's definitely worth watching if you sort of want to see a different take on kind of, you know, yeah, like Batman universe. Yeah, it's nice to getting it from a point of view, I think of other than Batman, you know, we get to see the rise of sort of all the, villains and you know it's it's silly at times and maybe feels a bit <laughs> over the top but it's it's still very dark and gritty and it's <clears throat> it's definitely worth checking out and then obviously yeah you got the Arrowverse which I mean we could spend hours I think <laughs> breaking that bad boy down I mean like if you if you'd spoke to me a few years ago like I would have like I was in <laughs> I was in that was my jam I was you know I was so into it and I mean, yeah, the Arrowverse itself, it's its mind-boggling to me when you see that they keep struggling with these films and they don't know what to do, yet the Arrowverse is, like, right there and, like, so, so good. It, it's its everything DC should be doing right now. And it's, it's again, another one that I think is really worth checking out because you, you start the Arrowverse and it starts with Arrow, which obviously... <laughs> would make sense but uh it, it's you get to watch it grow you know you watch that first season of Arrow and you're like man this is kind of this is different this is gritty like you know I like I wonder how this go and then it kind of births its own universe from within you know you get the appearance of Barry Allen and then you're like oh my god that's the Flash and then you'll see him become the Flash and you're like oh my god now he's the Flash and then he gets his own show and then those two meet up and they'll team up and it's it's so crazy to think 
like when you're watching the first season and the later seasons, the the you know we now have everything. You know we have the we have Arrow, we have the Flash, we have Supergirl. But then not only that, we have the Legends, who are their own like own team of characters, and you know every side character is done justice, and they you know they keep bringing them back, they keep using them, they don't just leave them alone. And I think yeah, D- DC has everything right in that terms of how it's done TV, it, it did something that almost, you know, it, it even beat the MCU to having kind of, I know recently you had the two flashes meet and that's such a huge, small, small thing in reality, but that was such a huge, like, oh my God, they acknowledge that, you know, it's a multiverse and it's, they, they really have done a good job over there. And yeah, like I say, it's, 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 I would gladly watch the Arrowverse <laughs> over and over because there's just so much to love about it. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm the same on that boat. Um, there has been a time where I was so deeply intertwined with everything because yep. it kind of triggers me when people are like, oh, I'm just going to watch The Flash. And it's just like, oh, yeah, I, I, you <laughs> don't get the masterpiece that DC did there. Please, please watch it in the correct order. Thank you. Um, it kind of gets confusing, but you know, the lists are out there on how to win which season to watch when to not like to even understand the concept of what they created because it started with arrow then we got flash then we got legends of tomorrow supergirl is it superman now as well is it uh yes we do have a superman one as Mm -hmm. well Mm -hmm. so so like they extended that brilliantly yeah absolutely amazing like i'm still so because I, I was at the special event um, back in, I believe it was between season three and four. They made the special event uh, somewhere outside of London where you were able to like see the, fir- the, the finales of The Flash and Arrow before oh, everyone wow. else. So I went there. It was basically like a massive nerd party. They gave us free <laughs> pizza and free- great snacks. And like everyone was watching it. But that was mind-blown. Like, oh, yeah, I was amazing. That was just phenomenal and just so great how they did that. And like, it, it was incredible to to have that um, experience and to be part of that, you know. And, and what, what I love, for example, about Legends is that they really took, for example, White Canary and like women roles in these TV shows as well. Like we've got Black Canary, White Canary, Killer Frost, um, there uh, even Iris in The Flash. Like there are so many great women in these TV shows. Felicity and uh, what's her name, the sister of Ollie. Uh, oh, uh, Thea. Thea, yeah. And like there are so many great women characters in there that also get a really strong backstory and presence. And it's so like I think especially Green Arrow's story is. There's so much good stuff in there. There's so much. I, I mean, obviously, I can't speak for the later seasons, but up until like I think I watched until like someone four or five season four yeah, five somewhere. Yeah, I, I think I yeah I must have stopped around. There. Um, it's been incredible. It's been amazing. And like what you just said, also um, because I recently discovered the TV show called Pennyworth, and it's the backstory of Alfred, and. It's been like it, it was when I started watching that, how I miss DC TV shows and <laughs> how I forgot how great these TV shows are because I was super invested in Gotham. Like I was literally into that TV show before it even came out. Like I was the first person that was this is the first promise. You need to watch this because this TV show is going to be so great and I need people <laughs> to talk about this with me so I don't suffer alone. <laughs> <laughs> um 
and it's been incredible. The cast has been phenomenal on there. Like we've got so many great actors in that TV show, and um, we've talked about this. And in this special episode, I talked about this with Tyler and the Gotham episode. Yeah. Why this TV well, show is so today. great, and one of the best things about this TV show is also because it's got solid five seasons. You know, mm-hmm. there is they made everything right with just five seasons, and to make it their own thing, because like. Often people are like, yeah, but it's not like in the comics and it's not like that. And they're like, oh, shut up. We're getting more content. Like, it's great. It's great to have that, you know, because I don't always want to see like, this is page 18 and this is the exact scene. No, I want to see new things. And I thought what was so genius about Gotham as well was we got a young Bruce. We didn't got the, you know, the Batman, the, the one that we've seen in so many movies before. We got all the, the origins <laughs> we got all the origin stories and i think that's so great that they did that and when i started watching pennyworth i've only seen two episodes so far and i was blown because i was like i completely forgot how brutal dc can be <laughs> and how but at the same time like how you get in there because like at first i was like i'm not even sure if i'm if i'm if i'm gonna enjoy this or watch this i don't know but it's it's almost like you're watching a crime gangster tv show again which goes in the direction of peaky blinders and i was like this is so great like i mean obviously it's also about alfred in that sense but it's just a very nice like the 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 intertwining of the storyline and how you almost feel like you're watching another they put the dc content away it's still a good tv show you know like it's still it's still great um to watch this um and then we have what else do we have? Let me think. So we've got the Arrowverse, Gotham. Yeah, wait, Titans and. Oh yeah, Titans. I, yeah, that's what, <laughs> yeah, what yeah, I wanted I to I say as well. <laughs> um, yeah. So as much as it's also criticised, um, listen, I'm a fan because <laughs> we're getting hopefully a third season. Um, and I'm waiting for Red Hood, you know, like I've been waiting for this for so long. Like I literally sit here in the corner with all these side characters that no one cares about. Um, and I'm just like, it's happening and it's good shit and it's great. And um, again, Netflix does this thing of they take this essence and it's a really dark TV show. Um, and that's really, I like that. I like that it's more almost independent in that sense and just... Yeah, in that gritty, gritty area as well again. Um, and also more Titan content, because yeah. if you know the old TV show, like the Teen Titans yeah, TV. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a whole nother. <laughs> that's, it's so iconic. I love it. It's one of my TV shows that I've seen so many. Obviously, I saw it in German, but it's Giant. the jokes in German are also a different kind of crack humor. humor. <laughs> Let me tell you about Very that. Like... <laughs> But it's so iconic. It's so good. And I, I'm glad that we have these TV shows out there because what you just said, like, if they would do the same work they put in the TV shows also into the movies, it would be it's so bizarre. much better. It, 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 the Titans are, like, are another perfect example of that. Like, I've never understood how we've never had the Titans in live action. Like, I mean, we're probably, as it, well, I know we have now, but, <laughs> like, I'm, it's, I'm almost lucky we haven't maybe because, like, they have such, like, Teen Titans was such a good show. And then, like, Teen Titans are popular enough that, like, people would still, like, people would go to that movie, and yet they've never brought them, like, into live action. And I've never understood that, because, like, 
yeah, people love the Teen Titans, and like, and and I think like Titans is even proving that that like you know it's its own thing and it's doing sort of a bit differently to maybe how you know it's a bit again it's a bit grittier than maybe you know Teen Titans was. Although Teen Titans are still pretty dark at times, but like yeah, it's just bizarre that they don't choose to do stuff like that in their movies. And you know we like yeah, I mean Teen Titans was is is incredible. Like uh, the animated one is still. Like, yeah, it's, it's still worth checking out years later, you know, and, and DC's weird like that. I don't I don't get why they put this. Yeah. Why, why, why their movies suffer so much when they've proven they can do it like in other mediums. And I, I, I wish I don't want to say it's harder in a TV budget, but like it definitely feels like it must be because you're restricted to so much more. You know, you have you have less of a budget than you would if you were doing a movie. You don't have like you know, with like the Arrowverse and that, they have prime time to fill and they can't really, you know, if, if their ratings drop and things like that, then the shows won't carry on. So it must have been harder to kind of make their shows work, but they did it, you know, they and they proved to you that they could still make these incredible shows on much limited sort of resources. So why why don't the movies do it? <laughs> you know, why don't like, you know, I mean, I... I I remember watching, I think it was season two of Arrow, and it was the first sort of time I properly was binging something. And it just, I remember like some of the stuff that happens in it. I, my brain just couldn't handle it. I was, you know, like the whole sort of Arrow versus Deathstroke and that whole, and, and the way they tell the backstory, you sort of, the great thing with Arrow is you got like the stuff on the island and then the sort of obviously modern day Arrow. So you've got a bit of both. And it's just like, this was such good storytelling that, I was like, how are people sleeping on this? You know, how, and I feel like that's a lot of DC content. It feels like, how are people sleeping on it and not giving it the love it deserves, <laughs> you know? And, and I think maybe Pennyworth's kind of like, I haven't seen it, but I know from the way you sort of <laughs> talk about it, that it's like, I think it's another one that people will do easily. They're like, oh, Pennyworth? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to watch a show about Alfred. Like, what, how could that be any good? But it's like, but that's it. Like it is because they go off the record and they say, "Here's someone you've known, but we're going to give you a a really interesting take on him." And you know, Gotham's the same for that. It's like you may think, "Oh, why would I want to watch a show that's not about Batman?" But it's like, yeah, but there's so much more. The stuff they do with it, you know, with all the crime families and each sort of uh, character rising to sort of become the the villain they are. It's like it's such interesting stuff, and I would much rather see that. And yeah, like you said, see like, you know, oh, here's this comic scene. And it's like, okay, yeah, but if it, if you haven't given me the the, the build-up to it, that or like, you know, made it worthwhile, which I think was a lot of the issues of maybe the Justice League stuff and all that, is that if we haven't had that that build-up to it, it, it still doesn't... It, yeah, it's great if you're a fan and you're like, ah, oh, yes, I, you know, I love it, but, you know, come on. We, we need that. There's so much more you could do with it. And I think, yeah, that's why it's weird to me, like, Titans being like that, why they don't sort of give us a really good Titans film because people would love that. But uh, yeah. Yeah. And the, the potentials there, you know, yeah. like there's so much, and this is also like just generally, um, cause often they, I mean, we're getting another Batman movie, which mm. I, I'm going to watch of course. Um, <laughs> but the thing is also like, there's so much more than just Batman or just yeah, Iron exactly. Man or just, you know all the big names and stuff so it's always great to see these kind of like independent thrives or like and because the, the thing is like with it might also be because i'm kind of biased when it comes to like Br <laughs> british based tv shows or like british actors and stuff because pennyworth is 
so far, I think mostly British actor based. <laughs> um, I need to double check because uh, I haven't looked too much into the cast. I literally just started watching it. Um, but it's super. Yeah, I just love that. It's almost like um, you're taking me back to to an older London kind of ish. I think it's also placed. Is it London? Is it actually playing in the UK? That also makes yeah. Money. It does say I yeah, 1960s it, London. I think it does. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm certainly watching the TV show, but maybe I'm distracted by certain actors. <laughs> um, yeah, so... like wild. <laughs> what a wild cast. Um, so I'm just I like that and like sometimes DC does that like with Gotham or with Pennyworth where it's almost like yeah but you might not be into comics and stuff but it's still a crime TV show you know yeah, like exactly. you can still watch it for the crime aspect and the conflicts that are in there which are super interesting also hello who doesn't love Alfred like Alfred Pennyworth yeah. is literally the corky why we sometimes <laughs> still have Bruce because he's either saving up his, a- his ass or he is helping him with the essential <laughs> life quotes that Batman needs. Like... I will say, we've also never had, like, a bad Pennyworth, ca- uh, like, casting. No, there has never been... No one has been cast as Alfred who does not fit the Alfred role. And I, I am sure yeah. Pennyworth continues that legacy. Like, you know, it, it, Alfred is always top-notch. That, that is why we... You know, we love Batman. We put him on the pedestal. But we all know Batman would not be half the man he is without Mr. Alfred Pennyworth behind him. And... And I think all of the the adaptations prove that, <laughs> you know, all yeah. of them have that scene that makes you go, yes, this is Alfred kicks ass. Like, I, I remember the one in Gotham while we're on the TV. I can't remember what it is, but it's, I just remember he gives him like a watch or something and he beats up the bullies. And I remember I'm like, yes, Alfred, like, yes, you fucking do. Like, and it's like I, the one in Gotham is so great as well, because he's like this, like, I it's the same as they did. They dabble on that, like, FAS background of him and this idea that he's like, yeah, like, you think he's just a butler, but really he, like, kicks ass. And it's just, yeah, they, they, I'm sorry, that was my tangent for Alfred. But <laughs> I'm just saying, we had never had a bad Alfred casting and, and Batman is nothing without Alfred behind him. Are you Go watch you're... Pennyworth. It's <laughs> probably the moral of that story. I'm gonna go watch Pennywise. Yeah, yeah, please, because we need get to get on chat. the Alfred hype train. Yeah, I, I, I need to chat more into detail about that. Um, Alfred Pennyworth, everyone today. <laughs> I want to see Alfred Pennyworth trending. By <laughs> I don't think I have that much power yet, but you know. oh, don't underestimate. I don't know. Power. Yeah, I'd love to wake up tomorrow and like the number one trending Alfred Pennyworth. No one knows where it came from. <laughs> I mean, if we make it an American hashtag, we might make it happen. Does Alfred Pennyworth have a day? I feel like we should have Alfred Pennyworth day, so we can start that. No, he doesn't have a day, right? When was he born? <laughs> Look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna declare Alfred Pennyworth day. Oh my god! When was he born? Hannah, come back! <laughs> Sorry, start. I'll stop. He doesn't. Oh, his first appearance. That's not April. Oh my god, it's in April though. Uh, uh. Wait, what? Was it already? His, yeah, well, his first appearance was Batman number 16 in April 1943. What day? That's two days away! <laughs> if, if we, two if, days away? Oh my god. Well, goodness. if we count that, so it was issue 16, and April 16th is in two days, so that now is National Alfred Pennyworth Day. I have declared it. <laughs> oh my goodness, Sorry, this is I so hard. Got this tangent, I've lost it. Now, Friday, fellas, to set the clock, set the calendars. <laughs> Friday is Alfred Pennyworth Day. 
You heard it here first. Oh my god, I can't. <laughs> Was it one we <laughs> I remember we talking about Pennyworth, but... Yeah, it's... You heard it, guys. You heard it, guys. Yeah. What can I say? What can I say? We're all going to go watch Pennyworth. We're all going to watch Pennyworth in two days on Alfred Pennyworth. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> he will he will be uh he's he'll be nineteen forty three, fifty-seven, uh seventy-eight years old. Seventy-eight years of Alfred Pennyworth, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my Google just said she doesn't understand evil. <laughs> it's okay, Siri. We all have that sometimes. Alright, happy happy seventy eighth birthday to Alfred Pennyworth this Friday. In two days. <laughs> two days, guys. Two days. You, we're going to watch Pennyworth on that day. Okay. I, ho- I, I hold you down to this. This is, <laughs> wait, hang on. That's also the day of the book release party. Ah, see? Oh. Okay. We could. Right. Back to it. Where were we? <laughs> <laughs> this is, okay. stuff in the middle this is what happens when you leave a Gemini and a Scorpio alone yeah. and there's no powers to ground us. this is why we have Hannah here. <laughs> happening oh my god this is amazing okay right the only thing i have to say is do you have a top three for both universes Ooh. when it comes to tv shows yeah um i mean if, if we're not including disney plus in the top three marvel ones because that's just really unfair and i don't want to play that game you have to no i don't want to do it yes <laughs> no, that's not fair i don't want to play this game fine if we're including it um, but, but um, oh my god, um, probably if I like Wonder Vision or Falcon more, that's a good question. Um, we haven't seen all of yeah, Falcon I haven't seen all of Falcon yet. yet. But I, I think Falcon probably sits at the top because I think just Falcon feels much more like i like it's i i think i look forward to binging falcon in one go i wonder what that will feel like because i feel like that'll feel like a really like (laughs) it'll feel like a really good like uh, like i know i want to see what that's like i feel like that will make it uh, make or break because like one division's great because i think in parts we had like the mystery to it and i feel like going back and rewatching one division won't be as satisfying because like, it's still good but it was it was the the fun of one division was like you know every week being like oh my god like what are we gonna learn so i think yeah falcon sits at the top for, for current content and then probably i'd I put agents of shield second because that was just that the five or four seasons i saw were were such fun and again like it was it was it, it grows into this really great silly show and i, I must go back and finish it because if it, like seeing more of colson and the gang is is great and, I, and i'm so sad they didn't get uh carried on into infinity war and all that it would have been nice but anyway that's another tangent. uh the number three would probably be uh it's probably uh, probably daredevil would if if we're gonna I feel like we're gonna have one Netflix show. It's a tough choice between Daredevil and Luke Cage because I, I love them both equally. But I think probably Daredevil was Daredevil was the first and it has a lot of really good just like I mean like I say the corridor fight if you haven't seen it is worth looking up. Like the stuff with Fisk and all that was amazing and that whole sort of yeah. Luke Cage has his own special place because I really like the the sort of underlying themes in Luke Cage and I mean it was cool to sort of see that stuff and see this man from Harlem you know and he's like he's bulletproof and all this stuff it's just it's it's a really good sort of take I mean right now especially with everything going on in the world politically and race-wise like it it was 
it has a lot of powerful sort of undertones and i think that's what's kind of uh, it's a whole whole thing about luke cage is like he is this bulletproof black man and it's kind of like the statement of that alone is like you know he's he's sort of there for the people and i think that's why as, as much as it's a shame we won't get more of it but he would always be a he's a great sort of one to check out as well um as for dc if if, if you want me to move on to or you do, do you want to do your top three marvel first or? i mean i can do for my top marvel three and so the thing is i have we haven't seen the full spectrum of Falcon Winter Soldier yet, but it's that. a strong <laughs> candidate to become my number one because there's so much in there that mm-hmm. I just love in the form of storytelling. Like it's so the deeper layer of the symbolism, the politics, everything. Yeah. It's just that's my kind of TV show. That's just what I really enjoy when something like really makes you question and think and stuff like that. Um, as what you said with Wonder Vision, like. I really enjoyed that show and I think it's super unique when it comes to the to the storytelling of um the way they portrayed every different episode different. Mm. But if I think about it, my my really favorite episode was is it episode seven? No, we have no we had nine together, right? So eight eight was episode episode A was the yeah. one where where I was like, Oh, it's so tragic enough and then uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it got really tragic. Um so I will always remember that one episode where I was like, oh, that's so good. That's so good. <laughs> it's genius. And I still love the, the Maxim of Trends as in like, you know, oh, yes. some of my favorite X-Men and stuff. Um, but I wouldn't say like it's an overall favorite because yeah, that's, what that's we it. I mean, it's, yeah. discussed about is my lean then goes more to the grittier stuff, which is also Daredevil and Punisher. Because yeah. the thing is, like, I love the first season of Jessica Jones, but then it's not really my kind of type anymore. And yeah. in the battle of between Daredevil, Iron Fist, and um, Punisher, Daredevil and Punisher kind of like go more more towards, yeah. towards lean off and stuff. But what you said with Luke Cage, I think it's the only thing where I didn't got as much into Luke Cage was I think it was was it. It was first Daredevil, then Jessica Jones, and then Luke Cage, I think, in between. And it just, I don't know, I found, I think, like, because I was so used to the the way they introduced Jessica Jones and Daredevil and stuff, that for me it felt like Luke Cage was kind of dropped flat, as in, like, how they presented it and everything. And so I didn't got as much into it, but what you just said is so relevant with the whole like issues that we have in there as well. Mm. I think the point, thing is also where I love Daredevil and Punisher so much because it's so damn bloody. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Like I remember, yeah, Daredevil especially, and then also Punisher. I think it it's almost like because Punisher came after Iron Fist, and Iron Fist is almost taking you back to this level of like you know, like cool stuff. Martial yeah, arts Iron Fist is a lot more thing. like. Cecilia in terms of yeah it's like a dragon fist and all this stuff which like you're like yeah it's a lot more goofier than like man with PTSD murders <laughs> millions <Yeah. laughs> you know um, which... exactly so when Punisher came I was like oh, hold my yeah. my beer like well, what's happening here like I'm um, so I think these these this is kind of like where is it going and because I was yeah I think that's it for my Marvel TV yeah. top three yeah, I, I think yeah, Punisher was another really good one. I must say, like it's we I mean we haven't spoke about it much because I mean it'd be like a week ago to hours of <laughs> talking about Marvel TV. But yeah, Punisher is another really it, it's 
it's a shame almost that I feel like we'll never probably it's the odds of seeing Punisher in the MCU are slim because <laughs> he he doesn't I mean like I say their casting of John Banfield as Punisher was was so good and, and like that's why I think Daredevil was, I think it's season two he pops up in with that that whole thing with Punisher and like you have the you have him when he's got Daredevil tied up on the roof and then you have him in court when they're trying to like defend him and Punisher is like the literal like I don't give a shit like I kill people who are bad and like you know and, and Punisher did a, the, the series of it did a really good job of exploring the kind of darker side of his life and you know the PTSD and and sort of you know I mean his whole family's murdered and things like that and it's yeah Punisher is a really special one and I think it's yeah it's it's almost a shame because he he does deserve love like as a show but it's just like yeah you'll probably it'd be amazing i'd love to see them bring burnful back in but yeah i don't think you could uh get away with half the stuff they do in that series so yeah definitely definitely a little shout out to him just because <laughs> he will be probably missed but you know frank castle is always a really good character to look at he's he's more than just the kind of bloody killer that you would probably think he is when if you if you want to check out those sort of sides of the Netflix stuff, which is what they're all about. They're a bit more, they're gritty with the right punch, I think. They never were, like, too extreme. They never went, you know, they weren't bloody for the sake of it. Like, they all, they were giving you the more realistic approach. <laughs> and I think that's why they're, they're definitely, yeah, it's hard not to have a Netflix one in the list. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, are we top three DC now, I guess, is that this, yes. this is another hard one, because, again, like, ranking the Arrowverse is like killer <laughs> and like then with like Gotham and that on the side it's just man I for me personally it would probably go Arrow Flash and then Supergirl and I like and I hate that I have all Arrowverse in there because it kills me but <laughs> it's just because they're the ones I think that were the most like Arrow's like seasons are are so good there's so much to love in Arrow I mean the first season's great with Malcolm Merlin, then it gets even better with Deathstroke. Yeah, Malcolm, Malcolm Merlin, that's a tangent I don't want to take, but, like, John Barrowman as Malcolm yes. Merlin is forever, like, oh, my God, magnifique casting, that one. Like, I, I, if, I've only ever, like, before Arrow, I, John Barrowman was always the man in Doctor Who for me, Jack Harkness, and it's it was so funny when I found out he was in Arrow, because I was like, really? Like, this man? He doesn't, like, seem... But, my God, oh, he is just... He is so, so good. that like, And then he just gets better, and, like, it's almost like Malcolm Merlin is, like almost like the perfect blend of a darker Jack Harkness and like that he's both campy and still this like really intimidating villain but that's a whole nother tangent that I won't take but yeah Arrow just gets continually better and then just I, I yeah it, it's definitely season two of Arrow was always my favorite with Deathstroke and that whole arc and yeah <laughs> but then the Flash is is just I love the Flash I love his powers I think they do a really good job of giving him sort of again for a tv budget i think they do a really good job of having a really sort of good speedster show and it, it is nice that it's like you get again so much in the flash with like you get him you get all the side characters you get killer frost you get irish you get john wesley ship as uh jay garrick and all this at the multiverse yeah everything they they give you in that and then again that's why i think Supergirl's my third is just because i love melissa as Supergirl, and i think again you've got really eight characters in Supergirl with like her and um her sister Kara um, not her sister Kara her sister whatever I can't remember her name but her sister's great Martian Manhunter you know you get all these other great characters 
that it's just it just it's they're the perfect little trilogy for me. I would gladly watch that stuff. And the Flash musical episode, by the way, that is that is magnifique. That is again, that is mm, Chef's Kiss. That is beautiful. Two Glee stars doing a musical episode. Perfect. It's what you want to see in the Arrowverse. That's if, if you're going to watch the Arrowverse, watch up until that, and then you stop. Then you retire. It doesn't get better than a musical episode. But um. Legends would be on my list, not to just to because I know I feel like you might be like Craig. You didn't add Legends after we we just spoke about how amazing Legends is, and you know it's Legends is great except for that first season. I despise the first season of Legends. It's it's really cringy in the first season. It's uh, with Hawk Girl and Hawkman, and they they struggle to find their ground for me in the first season. If it wasn't for that, I would it would be on my list because after that, once they ditch that shit and they they move on from whatever crap like saving the future or whatever crap they were doing it gets so much better when they're fixing time and it's more like white canary is the leader and uh yeah they just they go like season two onwards of legends they just go for it they they throw everything aside and they say like we're gonna go ham and we're gonna have stupid shit and we're gonna have good representation we're gonna give sarah lance a girlfriend and it's just mm, magnifique like <laughs> so if we could if we could just skip past if we could skip past that first season it would be on the list but uh, that, yeah, it's, and and like I say, Gotham and that would be on my list, but I just love the Arrowverse so much that it's hard to to not put them on the list. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely agreeing. Um, I'm gonna say Gotham is definitely yeah. my number one. <laughs> Second, the thing is, like, I think Pennyworth could actually make it into my top three <laughs> just by '60s London British people. <laughs> and Alfred's backstory. Um, so it, but the thing is, I also have general theme for gang crime stories, kind of ish, yep. and that's a bit how it feels like when you take the whole DC part away. Um, but I do put Arrow in the second place though, because Arrow was the first series that yeah. I got into, and that has holds a lot of memories for me. And just I need to like, because the thing is, when I get back into it, I'm definitely gonna do a rewatch before I start watching the latest. Ooh, that'd be seasons because <laughs> i think there's just so much that i need to re re go through um and as much as i also love flash because barry allen but <laughs> unfortunately barry, barry allen and iris sometimes give me a headache so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, that's why they are not in my top three yeah. um and uh yeah it's it's kind of like pennyworth could be there i i'm I kind of put Titan on the third place for now. Um, I haven't I haven't seen Supergirl. And the thing with Legends is is like I love Legends. I love White Canary, uh, but yes. it's like I think it's too much. There's too much going on for me to be like because uh, some episodes I'm really invested, and then others I'm just like, what's going on? Uh, sometimes yeah, in this that. show. Yeah. So. Uh, this is my top three for now. I'm just thinking, is there any other TV show? No, I think that's it. I'm because Gotham is literally like Gotham has. <laughs> yeah, has I'm, a big, yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised I, if you having Gotham as your. Yeah, it's just ah, oh, that TV show. Yeah, check out the Gotham episode. We've had good times of uh, cons as well of meeting yeah. all our if you like I say if you'd caught us a few years ago when we were hitting the con scene and uh, yeah. meeting all these when we were obsessed with Gotham and Arrowverse, then yeah. we have so many good if you if you scroll through our Instagrams, I'm sure you'll find some great like cosplay photos and like photos of us meeting like all our sort of favorite guests. So I feel like that's why like 
a lot of these shows are close to our heart as well because we you know we had a lot of good times from yeah. doing this stuff like you know we we yeah i mean me and me and lola we've we've got that great photo with um sarah sarah lance with yeah. <laughs> it's like that photo of us just squeezing her in the middle and yeah stuff it was like so that. Oh, so sweet yeah and i mean I yeah was... that, that that was peak like I, that's why a lot of these shows i feel like hit us like even like yeah they just hit us differently because they were all such a special part of our lives and we got into the fandoms and it was such a yeah was, I, I would love to go back to that time <laughs> not that I'm not I guess I've not changed that like but it just it was such a different time when like yeah we would just have so much love for them in our own way that's why they're all close to our hearts <laughs> it's hard to choose yeah absolutely absolutely agreeing with what you said um so we're wrapping <laughs> The section of with coming to our thoughts on Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, which is tell me more what your thoughts on <laughs> season, uh, not season, episode three and four are. F- oh, this is uh, I feel like I got got to try to not go on too many tangents here, but if we right, we'll start with uh, episode three, obviously. But yeah, wow. <laughs> wow i don't really know what else to, like we we thought episode one and two were like you know wow this is like hell yeah but man three and four just really went and kicked us like where we were down you know they were like oh you thought those two were good yeah get ready for these two bam and, and yeah episode three i mean first off zemo how can you like what a absolute delight <laughs> like i know he's a he's a villain but my god he should never who put him in prison let him back out that's what I say. Put him back on the streets. Like he was, he was so like. I was expecting him to be good because, like I say, Zemo is is one of the top villains. I think we've all we all loved him in Civil War, like because he was, he was he had a flair to him. But man, like, yeah, he, he I did not expect him to be this good. Like I we you know we knew he was coming as well, which is again that funny thing I've spoken about before, where like even when we know it's coming, they somehow still surprised us by having him. You know, we'd seen the mask and we'd seen all this stuff and I sort of thought, oh, is he going to be the main villain for the series, you know? But he was, yeah, he was he was more than that. Like, I don't know what you'd call him. Like, he was, he's not really a villain in this series. I I, I don't know, yeah, but I'd be excited to hear what you say about that because you, you always seem to defend the villains. But, <laughs> um, but, but yeah, it's he, he wasn't even, a, like, he was a villain, but not really. Like, we got to see this side of him, you know, that, that he was this like you know rich man in, from Sokovia and he had a butler and he you know he has this like flair to him and you know he's almost like respected and and I mean obviously in episode three we got the little Zemo dance as well which ah oh, that they, they that that little boogie he does and it's just every I can't stop talking about Zemo like he's amazing but as as for the rest of the episode I liked that we got um a sort of darker side of the Marvel world as well with uh, Madripoor, that like cool little criminal town. I think that was cool. <laughs> like it was nice to see that again, like it's, it's nice that they're actually visiting these places now because I feel like without these TV shows, they would have been kept quiet, but it's kind of cool to think there is a criminal empire out there. Um, I like that Sharon was also very badass in episode three. And I like that she kind of, addresses the fact that she like stole the gear for them and she's like and yet like you left me on my own like because it's true like 
we you know when she said that i was like oh yeah like i've never thought about her outside of civil war <laughs> and it, it's a really good like way of making you kind of go man like what an asshole <laughs> like what an asshole we all were we all kind of like yeah we were busy with other shit but like she did break the law for them and then they just no one ever like said like fixed her or like you know went and said hey like she was helping us so i really like that and then to top it off i think the surprise from having um ao from black panther as well that was again i it's something they kept secret i i'm so glad they did because i didn't see that coming you know, when he picked up the little beard, I was like, oh, what's that? And then, you know, you just see her there with the Wakandan music playing. It's like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> you know, like what a way to end that episode. Um, so, yeah, before we move on to episode four, we'll, we'll uh, catch up. What, what do you, uh, what'd you have to say about any of that? So I remember watching episode three and afterwards, I felt like I had seen a DC TV show because <laughs> I was like, Madripoor is just incredible like what the hell like it almost felt like going into an episode of cyberpunk the game and yeah yeah it's I love just the, the fact that everyone just turned into a bounty hunter all of a sudden <laughs> and all that kind of stuff i was like whoa oh, this yeah, is yeah. really dark hell yeah um i did not see that coming because yeah. i was especially with the first two episodes like episode three really kicks you into like the even darker layer of what's going on um so I was just a <laughs> big fan here of Daniel Brühl as Zemo. It's just, <laughs> oh man, Zemo is just great. And yeah. as as um, as Marvel pulls it at the moment, what I love is that they just bring back characters that we haven't seen for a while, but they actually give them a bigger story and bigger plot in the sense. And especially with Sharon, I think that's so great. And it's, it's her, Zemo... Sam and Bucky together in that room and it's just like they are almost feeling like all rogue characters even Sam like and yeah. it's that's what I really love because it's like it's so great that they kind of like take the turn on like you know the away from this whole like this is the hero no this is like the kind of like sideline situations of like sometimes you need to do this to get that which is what Bucky did when they broke Zemo out Um, and I think what's so clever about Zemo is he is um, super smart, super charismatic, but at the same time, we have a situation, for example, like the scene with Bucky, where he's presenting him basically as a tribute <laughs> to, what's the name again? The person that could shot. Yes, uh, yeah, Selby? Selby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the one you're on about, yeah. And that's what's make, what makes him such a great... It's, it's almost hard to say he's a villain, because he's also that character that has his principles and goes after them and you can agree with them or you can't and um because like for me villain is always like you know villain hero is almost like they are the good guy they are the bad guy mm. kind of situation and i think especially with falcon and winter soldier what they do is like they throw us in between these sides of like so who's the bad guy who's the good guy kind of situation rather than like classifying someone as simply villain Obviously, there's a lot that Zemo has done, and like not in a good way. <laughs> um, that's obvious, but I think it's uh, that that's what's very clever about the TV show. It's just it throws you onto different sides and aspects and um, moral codes and stuff, and that's what I really love seeing and what makes 
Zemo an absolute buster at the end of the day because um, he's super clever, he's super smart, he knows how to pull the strings, he knows how to have his leverage and stuff. And um, then he's still like, you know, he's still shooting that professor and, and then things like that. So it's, it's like... Yeah. He says some really interesting... He has some really good lines as well, like, mm. throughout the series. I, I, I'm i trying to think if it was episode three or four that he says about the... He's comparing superheroes to supremacists. And he's yeah. saying, like, these people that take the serum are, like, no different... You know, that how, like, you know, the making of the serum is no different and things like that. And it's lines like that that just make him so interesting because, like, he is this kind of, like... You, you do almost kind of you start to see superheroes from a different point of view and i mean that's the whole point of kind of why he's this perfect character i mean maybe that is why he fits so well into this show where they are going rogue like you said and that because it's like he is kind of pointing out to you that like you know all the you know you're seeing the world as good and evil but really like who's to say you know the difference and i think things like that that's why he's yeah he's he just fits that world so perfectly at the moment and i'm i think yeah some of the lines he says and some of the just little things he'll come out with. And he's, yeah, he's always on like a different level. But then like say he does shoot someone <laughs> point blank and you're like, ah, like I was feeling good for you. And then, <laughs> and then you did that and now you're making it a little hard. <laughs> that, that gets you put in prison, buddy. Like, so yeah, he, he's definitely this morally gray character, but I'm glad that the MCU has kept around and has used again because yeah, he suits that. Yeah, let's move on to episode four and why you should apologize for saying that you like <laughs> well, Don Walker. <laughs> that, that's, uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll get to that as well, because that is, uh, yeah, episode four really went and uh, <laughs> really went and made my uh, case last uh, podcast a little harder. But again, we had some really great stuff in episode four. We had um, we had freeing of Bucky's mind. I, I thought that scene where you got to see him in Wakanda and she proved that like his uh, brainwashing wasn't, uh working anymore that was really beautiful i'm so glad we got to see that um we got to see stuff like falcon we got to see a good scene where he proved he deserved to be the next cap by you know when he's talking to the leader of the flag smashers and he's like being really uh like he's not doing it aggressively you know he's he's perfectly spe he's speaking to them as a human being and i think that is a perfect example of why he's up there. For, why, it's why Cap chose him, you know, because he's so much, that is a Cap thing to do, to not see them as the enemy and see them as a, uh, which then leads to the, uh, the, the, the annoying man that <laughs> John Walker is kicking down the door and ruining that, which, yeah, he, he really went wild last episode. Uh, <laughs> you know, he, he, yeah, he burst in and ruined that. Uh, but uh, yeah, he, he got his ass handed to him, right? <laughs> the Dora Milaje proved... The Dora Milaje this episode as well were, were incredible. You know, they they kind of... I, I view them as, like... They kind of reminded us that they're, they're putting America back in its place <laughs> if we're talking about, like, how it's, its current sort of themes and that. They were almost there to kind of remind America both to John Walker and also to, like, Sam and Bucky and that, that hey, like, we see what you're doing and you need to quit it. <laughs> you know, I mean, John Walker got his ass handed to him. You know, they 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 kicked his ass and then they took Bucky's arm off, you know. And I, I've seen a few people react to that stuff, which is funny. And it's, it's very funny. People are acting like, oh, they don't trust Bucky and all this stuff. But it's like, I think it's more that the Durumalaji are there to say, like, hey, like, you are literally breaking the rules here for your own good like quit it like you know like we've helped you we've freed your mind and that like 
and you're now fighting us like because of you know your own selfishness in a way you know and i think and, and that's kind of what they did with with him as well you know they're ready to take the shield back because the shield technically belongs to them it's it's made out of vibranium so it's their shield and and you know i think they they're a great analogy for looking at like how america's been over the last few sort of months <laughs> you know and i i don't want to you know i don't want to stir the pot too much but you know with the capital riots and that and things like that like we're almost that we're the outside sort of view looking at them going hey like quit your shit you know we see it you know quit it like what did you think you were going to do like but anyway <laughs> that's a that's a whole never but, but I love I love these connections to Wakanda as well because I think like same with Madripoor, it feels like a very comic world now. Like it feels like you know the fact they can come in and like the fact we have places like Madripoor, it's like it feels like we're in a comic. You know, it feels like I'm reading. You know, it feels like it feels real. But um, yeah. Then we get to then we get to John Walker and his uh, his his little uh, mistake. I'll call it. But, you know, I, I was I was trying my best to defend him the last few seasons. Then I saw him take the serum, like when he saw the opportunity, I was like, ah, John, why would you do this, buddy? Like, please don't tell me you're going to take it. And then obviously he took it and I said, ah, no, 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 John. Like, and, and obviously with Hoskins' death, and, and that's, I, I'm sad that Hoskins died. I kind of hope he's not dead because he, it feels like he was going to be a more interesting character to have alongside John but I'm assuming he is dead because that's what made him snap. And obviously, yeah, seeing him snap was was kind of crazy because we all knew it again that it was coming in some way. But watching him, I, I mean, like I said, there's so much I could say on that one scene when he beats, <laughs> you know, a person with a shield, with, with the shield. And, you know, the blood on the shield speaks, I think, enough volumes, you know, like the way it's caught on phones and that whole scene is just it really wraps the episode up in a way that I think it made a lot of us be like, oh no, you know, and <laughs> that's a polite way of saying it. But um, yeah, I think I, I owe a public apology for uh, defending John Walker. <laughs> and that, you know, I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt and he didn't seem like, I don't think he seemed like an inherently bad guy. <laughs> like he was cocky, yes, and maybe an asshole. But I think he just want it to be the symbol like for the people you know right like like I, I, it does sound like i'm a, a politician who knows they've screwed up <laughs> and i'm like trying to still die on my hill here but like i think it was the government that threw him into this right and they wanted him to be cap and they're like oh you need to be the next cap and obviously you know he yeah he was never going to be he was powerless you know he had no powers he had no authority like he was just supposed to be a, a symbol and so yeah, when when he went as far as he did, I think he obviously, you know, he that's why he did it. You know, it's because for the first time he was like, I have the power, I, you know, I'm making the calls now. And I mean, yeah, that's a terrifying thought. <laughs> you know, how else, how far will he go is what we're looking to see in these next two episodes, you know. And yeah, that's I. so I apologize for defending the brutal murderer. So, um... I, I I'm curious to see what episode five and six bring. Yeah, I think three and four are a strong defender of like probably my favorite episodes. Um, because of the conflict and what's happened there. Um, because the thing is, like with Carly Morgenthau, I think she's a cool character, definitely. Yeah. The only thing where I think she also like 
Because is it episode four where she blows up the house, or is that episode uh, I three? I think it's the end of three. But so it's yeah. like right last thing you see. So the thing is like my only thought when like the very bad thing at the end of episode four <laughs> happens is because she was in shock. Everyone was in shock, and I yeah. totally get that. But the thing is also with everything she has done before, she was she was already crossing lines in a sense of like, you know, you you're fighting for a certain cause, but you're also leaving a lot of violence and damage behind. Yeah, exactly. So if you leave a lot of violence and damage behind, essentially people will react to that. Whether it's John Walker or someone else. Because yeah, we also don't know who the power broker is at that point. So I don't, it, it kind of, I mean, maybe we're, we're going to see a bit more of Callum Morgenthau in that sense. I'm still missing a bit of like, you know, give give me that backstory to really feel empathy for her, you know? Yeah, like it's weird with that. They don't seem to be like fleshing her out a great deal, like, which is weird. I don't yeah. Know I mean, the thing is, we don't know who the broker is yet, so it might be connected to that or mm. something. But I think like they could have done a bit more of a better job on the backstory of Colin Morgenthau because I need more than, you know, the, the ceremony, the funeral that we had seen, or mm. I need more than I want everything to be back, like, or I want or I want things to change for, for the... I, I need more of that to, to really go like, yeah, I'm totally on board with you. Like, I see her motives and I get it. But it's not like, like, if something would happen to her, I would, wouldn't care in that sense of like, oh, yeah, I've been so invested into your character over the season so far, which I'm not really, because I, I think she's a cool character, but I, I'm missing a bit of the story ter- storytelling in that sense. Um, <clears throat> and, Almost like the opposite of Zemo. <laughs> like, you know, Zemo we care yeah. about. And like, you know, he has more reason. And then she's kind of like, we. she wants to make the world the same, but we don't understand why like or like we do but it's like we haven't got enough of a reasoning yeah because because i feel like sometimes we get these situations where she talks to her people and stuff but it's always more the, i don't know the the writing is almost centered on the aspect of the people and how the people stand up for her you know like it's yeah. not really like because i'm doing this because i'm doing that this is why you can see my point or should follow me or whatever because i think it's the scene where before they get the serums, um, it's when the guy talks to her and says, like, you know, you, sh- you would be a great Captain America, blah, 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 and stuff like that. And it's yeah. just like, yeah, but tell me why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, give me give me that backstory. And that, that's a bit of a lucky situation at the moment for me, which uh, I think is a bit of a pity. But maybe we'll get some more in the last... I, I'm a bit worried about, like, you know, we only got two episodes left and how they're going to yeah. pull that off. Um, so we're going to see about that. Um, on the other hand, like, so episode four, like, absolutely brilliant inclusion of Wakanda and how, how it deals into this whole, like, you shouldn't do this, you should, you yeah. cross the line kind of stuff. This scene was amazingly filmed. Oh my God, I think it's one of my favorite scenes in the whole TV show so far where they, like, fight with one another. And then, <laughs> and I think everyone who saw the, the, the scene with the arm was just like, what? Like, yeah. <laughs> just, oh my God, like, one what? took it off, like. Yeah, so, um, also Zemo in that whole episode of the living <laughs> me with like the tea, the sweets and stuff like that. And it's just very clever. Um, I'm curious to see where we're going to see him next. Um, 
I hope Marvel is not pulling a, oh, we saw Zemo the last time for now or something like that, or like a snippet at the end or something, because that would be a pity of storytelling as well. Um, yeah, and then I'm a bit annoyed that Hoskins got killed in the sense of like, it's again this thing of like, we had a cool side character in a sense, yeah, and like, it's, yeah. taking it away too soon. Um but obviously, I get why, why they needed that trigger point. But then at the same time, I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, why does it have to be people like Hoskins um, that, that get get to take the shot for this? Um, I think yeah. it's a bit of a pity. I feel he was a good, like, he was nice to have alongside John because it was kind of almost humanizing the parts of John that were, like, a bit more like, you could see when he was talking to Hoskins, he was like, Hoskins is trying to help him, you know? Mm-hmm. and trying to be like you know yeah like you you can do this or like you know we'll get through this and but so like yeah it could have been we could they could just injured him they, i feel like they didn't need to kill him yeah yeah <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah. Then, yeah. It, it, obviously it makes sense he had to be the trigger but yeah it would have been would have been nice and maybe i don't know yeah keep him around or but then i guess if if they're having john go that far then obviously there's probably no yeah it, <laughs> it, no it is the only it. other person i could think of would have been like i guess his girlfriend that we see at the very beginning yeah. that could have been a similar trigger in that sense um but yeah obviously when they are on a mission his girlfriend is not really around and stuff and yeah. I, i'm curious to see now where this goes in the sense of like because i can almost see that you know that america's kind of like almost defending him or something like yeah, that in, in a sense of in a sense of like you know uh he was just trying to do whatever and whatever he was doing yeah, was um, the enemy or something like that yeah in in a sense like that i can see that this is going to happen so i'm really curious to see how this kicks off because so many people filmed it and like so many like this is going viral even in a superhero world so um yeah it's going to be interesting to see how that kicks off and i'm essentially curious to see how like where it leads us to because like you know with wandavision it was this thing of like okay who's the who's the person that traps her there what's happening here where's this going at the end whereas with this is kind of like okay so we have all this political conflict revolutionary mess and stuff what's gonna happen like because yeah. at the beginning it was almost like okay are we gonna see falcon picking up the shield essentially or like is this gonna be a black captain america situation and now it's almost like i feel like we're literally just on the edge of a revolution that's coming um with protests and stuff and um i don't know how they how they're gonna fix that in two episodes so i'm curious to see where that leads yeah, I, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny how it feels like we're in another case of like they've got like two episodes left. How are they wrapping this all up? <laughs> you know, it does it feels like they keep ending up in that like same boat. But I mean, they did enough for one division, so I, I feel like we're definitely heading down a path of like, I, I hope, like, yeah, I hope that we get some sort of look into the side of it, like affecting like the phone videos. I, I do, I'd like to say, I'd like to see what you said about like the. The idea of like everyone saw it so like how america gonna react to it is it gonna cause chaos is it it'd be good to see that stuff but yeah i i honestly don't know how it's gonna end which i think i guess is almost nicer right like i feel like that's what's enjoyable about these series is even though we knew what was coming in a way we don't know how they're ending and even though that might leave us feeling a bit unsatisfied maybe but there's a chance that you know it ends with something like even more crazier than we've already got uh, like 
the, yeah, the thing about it, I don't, I don't know what it is. Like, I know they got a lot to unwrap, but I'm almost like, I guess I'm excited to see how they deal with it, <laughs> which is what makes it enjoyable. I, I, I feel like we've got to see Falcon taking the shield. That's that's gotta be up there. But how, what, like, in what context? Maybe I don't know. Maybe I always had the idea that I've. I'm hoping we're going to see like a new suit and like he's going to be all suited up in in his own gear with the shield. But I honestly don't know now. It's it's yeah, I don't know. Will they disband the shield? I don't know. Like, who knows how they're going to. Yeah, I honestly don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of questions. Yeah, uh, there's, there's a lot of like, yeah, it, it pokes so many. Uh, yeah, I'm so curious. I, I definitely think we're getting some sort of villain. I don't want to say villain team, but I definitely think we're not going to see, I hope we're not going to see the last of John Walker as this super serumed cap. I think he's going to be kept around. I, I'm thinking Zemo, maybe he's going to also be in the same boat. Like, I feel like they're going to have the maybe the Thunderbolts similar sort of where they have this team of kind of villains that, they, you know, that they are villains, but they're going to do like, yeah, they're going to be the rogue team, <laughs> you know? They're gonna trial out that sort of stuff, and I, I, I do hope so because I think, yeah, Wyatt Russell as John Walker has been really great, and obviously Zemo, everyone would love to see more of. I mean, imagine having those two on a team alone feels like it would be. Although I'm not sure. Again, I don't know. Would Zemo want to work with a man who's taking the serum? I don't know. <laughs> That's a whole other tangent. But um, we got yeah. the, the the power broker twist is interesting as well because a lot of the discussions around that are on Sharon being the power broker, which is very interesting because again that would be a really good twist i think if she was like i i because I, again it'd be that idea that she was left on her own so of course she kind of went and amassed this empire and again maybe that could be she could be working for them as well i don't know there's a lot of yeah interesting stuff left yeah it was a thought of mine as well um like even though i'm I'm trying to stay away from theories this time. Yeah. Um, I was like, I think Sharon might be a bigger role than we might see at the moment because I think it's the situation where she gets into the car or something. Yeah. Uh, after she met the boys, I believe, and then she says something of like, or she has someone on the phone or something like, or something like that. And I was like, you're up to something. Yeah. It, it, and it, the the it, way she was just, in the sense relaxed or something like she definitely knows stuff absolutely mm. um and um i hope that the power broker reveals also something that is going to tackle us off the way we were tackled off when we got the recast of pietro basically yeah. um so i hope that's going to be a cool situation in that sense um yeah hannah couldn't be here with us today so i'm just going to blend in her thoughts and on Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, she's probably gonna judge me for defending <laughs> a murderer. So I and I've apologized, okay? I'm sorry. But I didn't think he was gonna do that. <laughs> like I, Yeah. Know. Hi Gigi and Saggy listeners. I'm so sorry I'm not on the episode today. Um and I hope you're all good and I hope you're enjoying the episode. Despite my absence, um, I hope you're still listening and enjoying it. Um, but don't worry, I'm still going to be spilling some hot Marvel tea. And I'm hopefully going to be back um, in a couple of episodes time. So it's very exciting. Uh, basically, whenever Lola's like, come back in for Marvel, I'm like, hey. <laughs> um, 
but I'm going to be spilling, I'm still going to be spilling the tea. I'm going to be talking about episodes three and four of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, I just want to like start off by saying, well, number one, I think this series is just getting wilder and more and more exciting and I am so here for it. It's just, honestly, I feel like it's hitting all the right marks and I am, honestly, it's just really, really exciting. And um, I really love actually that Marvel do this a lot is that they bring back characters from different films and different like TV series and stuff because it makes it feel like it's an actual world um, and it's all the same thing and I think that's just brilliant. I love that they do that. Like I don't like for me as an actor, if I work with somebody and like add them on Facebook, they probably have about 10, 12 mutual friends and I'm like how do you know all these people and it's just because we've all worked on different shows and stuff together or we've done training together and that is how I imagine excuse me the um <laughs> what it's like to be an Avenger uh, what it's like to be an Avenger in terms of like you know if I was I don't know Scarlet Witch I would you know probably add like Clint Barton on um Facebook but he, we've also got mutual friends of like Natasha and like you know uh, maybe we somehow know Ag- both know Agatha through different means and stuff like that it's just I think it's really cool like um so I love that they brought like in like Sharon and like Zemo and it's just really cool and also like um Ayo Ayo and the um Dora Milaje I thought that was just sick I thought that was brilliant that was so clever and just I love I love that um so it's really, really exciting for me. I just don't know where to begin. There is so much to unpack. Um, I love that they brought Sharon in. Oh, really, really love that. I thought she was great. I also just loved how she was holding her own. Like they were just all in the lab, like interviewing the guy, <laughs> interviewing like the scientist. And she's just like, absolutely uh, smashing it outside, like all by herself, taking on like several groups of men. I was like, bravo Sharon bravo so I'm really really excited to see more of Sharon I just hope as well I think I might have mentioned this before but I really hope that she just doesn't become a love interest because it was already a bit weird that she um, got with Steve who's now technically her uncle and um, and like if she gets with like Sam or um Bucky oh my god I forgot his name then Sam or Bucky it's just gonna be weird it's like well now you've got with one of your uncle's friends like this is just this is just too much <laughs> so weird but yeah I'm really glad um Emily Van Camp Van Champ is back that's really cool so I'm, I was really happy to see her and like Ayo 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 and the Dora Milaje that was sick from the like second we saw her I was just like oh my god this is amazing I was like I'm so ready so here for this I was like oh damn because it like really does make so so much sense that obviously they would be after Zemo they like he killed the king of Wakanda like of course they would be like and obviously like seeing the beginning bit with like Bucky realizing that he isn't controlled by the trigger words anymore in Wakanda oh man that scene beautifully acted it was honestly honestly stunning um yeah brilliant 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 um don't worry I'm gonna talk about Zemo (laughs) 
who's just getting more and more iconic as we see him. I really just... I like I'm he's so exciting to watch and entertaining like Daniel Brühl is just awesome like I like it like he's got this ma- amazing coat and his dancing and like he just does really random shit he's such a scene stealer and I'm just obsessed <laughs> I think he's great <laughs> um like the the scene where he was talking about the um where Sam Bucky were talking about um Mama Donya um passing away and I was so distracted because Daniel Brühl was just like, Zemo was just coming in with like a, a plate of cookies, <laughs> like like the mom friend. <laughs> Absolutely iconic. Um, I have to say, I found it really intense when they were like, when Bucky had to be a winter soldier again. Like I just, whoo, like that was really, really intense. Um, really quite scary. Um, and yeah really really intense and then obviously um sam had to be smiling tiger which made me laugh a lot um also i can't remember her name but when she was like wow <laughs> very funny <laughs> um yeah i'm intrigued to see what's gonna happen next because obviously we found out about the super soldier serum so it'd be interesting to see where that goes. I think it's all been destroyed now from what I understood, which is probably, probably for the best. Um, and yeah, so I think I'm kind of reaching on episode four now. John Walker. I don't, I don't even know where to begin. He's the biggest asshole I've ever seen. Like... He literally has destroyed absolutely everything Steve stood for. Like, just him with the shield. And the fact that he killed the guy who was literally, like, earlier on, like, I looked up to Captain America. Like, I thought he was amazing. He did all this stuff. And I'm just like, you, dude, are an asshole. Like, I cannot believe you've done this. And I, do you know what really scares me and what makes me worried is that... And I think if they did do it, it would be absolutely phenomenal because obviously it's such a current issue right now is that how like like with white people like killing other people and stuff like that it's very much like oh they just had a bad day or oh well you know it was probably for the best or you know he's a recovering sex addict or do you really want to ruin his future like he's captain america like if they do this it will really annoy me but i also can appreciate the point they're trying to make and i think it would be genius but we'll we'll have to see about that um because like how do you get away with that and the image of the the blood on the shield was just like so horrible but kind of beautiful at the same time like just just that image was i think very very clever um i think he definitely took the super serum 100 percent the super soldier serum sorry also in my notes it looks like i've written syrup so <laughs> the super soldier syrup coming to a grocery store near you uh, i should brand this i think it'd be great <laughs> um yeah i think he definitely took it um because i just i just think his ego would never be able to take that he couldn't beat them by himself like he needs to one-up people like you know and i think it says a lot that like he wouldn't give Sam, like, 
10 minutes just to talk to Carly like a human. Like he, he couldn't give him the whole time. He just was like, screw this, I'm going in. As if, number one, as if Sam couldn't take care of himself. But number two, like just being an absolute arsehole about it. Like, you know, and Anthony Mackie in that scene with Carly, I don't know her name, I'm very sorry. Um, But Sam and Carly in that scene was just stunning. I like, for me, that was just how Steve would have done it. And, but with his, but in Sam's, own way and I just thought was stunning like what a beautiful scene um it was really like humanizing and beautiful and I just really loved it and I there's been a lot of um like mirroring of that scene when he's like oh she's just a kid to when Steve says that about Wanda and I thought that was really beautiful and it was like a really wonderful like nod parallel and I thought that was great um, I loved the um, Dora Milaje coming in and kicking John Walker's ass. That was literally one of the best parts of the episode. I was like, screw you. You literally deserve that so much. I'm sorry. I realize I've like gone, I'm, I'm like backtracking through this weird journey of this episode, but keep up. I'm sure you can. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I, that was just really satisfying. Um satisfying for him to just be taken down a peg or two because I think with that shield he's just his like head has exploded and I also think actually because I'm sure um John Walker and um Lamar Hoskins are having a chat about the super super soldier serum and I'm sure he says something about yeah but you got the medals and he was for Afghanistan and he was like yeah but if they knew the truth so I feel like there might be something revealed there that maybe he didn't deserve the medals or maybe something went down that wasn't like above board if that makes sense like it was you know some some something something like maybe he didn't maybe he's not the hero that he allegedly led everyone to believe so that would be really interesting if that came out um and yeah just the Dora Milaje they're just so cool and they're so great at fighting and they're just amazing like I really hope we see more of them um that would just be really really cool and Ayo as well Ayo Ayo she's great she's phenomenal absolutely iconic love her um <laughs> Zemo <laughs> he's just getting more and more funny and ridiculous like in that whole fight he just took his he just took a glass of whiskey and just left us like you sir are a genius <laughs> and just disappeared i was like iconic absolutely absolutely iconic um yes what will happen in the next few episodes i honestly i honestly have no idea i think potentially as i said earlier that they might try and brush john walker's like because obviously everyone saw it everyone has the footage because people would film captain america like doing stuff like that excuse me like that sort of stuff's happened so i completely believe that um so it would be interesting to see how the footage of that and people seeing that how they react to it and what happens next um which i'm really excited about um and yeah like I think I don't think we've seen the last of Sharon. I think I think she might be one to watch. I think she I like I wonder if she's actually the power broker. Like somebody said to me about um, a really cool theory about her being the power broker. So I'd be intrigued to see if that comes into fruition. And like I feel like I might have made this up, but I feel like I may maybe I dreamt it. Who knows? <laughs> but I feel like I saw her wearing one of those masks. So unless she's like undercover, I just don't know. I just don't know. 
um i don't know interesting it's yeah it's really hard to see what would happen next but i'm excited to find out i'm also really excited to hear craig's um formal apology about his love of john walker aka new captain america because i think i think we all deserve it i think we all deserve it we all deserve the bullshit being acknowledged and um rectifying (laughs) amazing (laughs) um but yeah, thank you so much. I hope you en- I hope you enjoyed my um my hot take and um I hopefully will be on the next episode, the next Marvel Magic episode, which I'm very excited about. Um and stay tuned for more. Enjoy the rest of the episode and I'll see you soon. No. You'll you'll hear me soon. I won't see you, but you'll hear me soon. <laughs> you know what I mean. But anyway, have a nice day. Bye. Um, usually we would go to the total truth and stuff, but since we talked about TV shows today, I want to bring something up um, that I want to make people aware of. So around the DC TV shows with Katie Lotz and other beautiful women, there is the so-called Sheathority Collective. Ah, yes. And um, the shoot, I'm just going to read out what's on their website. Sheathority is an online global collective that provides a positive space for women um, there's a star, little star icon, cis women, trans women, gender, queer women, and non-binary people who are significantly female identifying. To discuss and conquer the unique challenges of the female experience in today's world through sharing journeys, challenges, triumphs, and inspiration, we are building a community that challenges ourselves, empowers others, and reclaims the female experience. Our goal is to create a space where we, as women, can stand up with one another and assume our individual authority in ways both big and small. We aspire to collaborate with you to create an empowering community where dialogue tips and support are readily available and easily shared. The power of the pack is the wolf, and the power of the wolf is the pack. Welcome to the pack, sister. So, Hell yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's something that you guys should definitely check out. Um, I've been doing a presentation on this back in my creative school where it was just starting. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a super wonderful community. It's a super amazing space. Uh, so go check that out. Um, there's a hashtag called Meet She Authority. So go into that and check that out and obviously uh, support women on that note. Oh, yeah. Right. You should also, uh, also check out, uh, while we're on that topic, uh, Supergirl and uh, Chris Wood, I forget his character's name, <laughs> but uh, Melissa and Chris's have their own uh, similar sort of vibe. Is uh, They have I Don't Mind, which is a great um, mental health-like charity. That's another really great one to check out uh, because it's just it's just a lot about trying to break the stigma of mental health. And the whole thing is that, like, I don't mind talking about it. And it's been a big thing of like when I found out that while watching it, that was a big like his inspiration for me over like a lot of when I was struggling. And they post some really great stuff that can keep you feeling positive and it helps. You know, they just kind of they don't like beat around the bush about it. Like they don't treat you like, you know. They don't make it feel like, a, you know, they just talk about it normally, which is like the most important thing. And uh, yeah, I got the little logo tattooed on me because it meant so much to me when I, uh, so yeah, it's worth checking that out as well in the same sort of boat. Hell yeah, positive vibes today. Yes. 
Go thank women, so go much. mental health. <laughs> yeah, uh, thank you so much for sharing this because obviously uh, mental health is absolutely uh, a valid factor and so important in the society today more than ever. So yeah, go check these two charities women, out for us. Or like... Go women, go mental health. Woo! <laughs> you heard the man. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, uh, this has been a blast even though we don't have Hannah here today. Uh, I, Hannah's going to listen to this and like, oh God, I'm never going to leave yeah. these two alone again. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, yeah, we've learned one thing, that I shouldn't be left alone with Lola. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Lola yeah. shouldn't be left alone with me, I don't know. One of the two causes chaotic energy. <laughs> you hear that creak in the background? It's my wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, amazing. Right, listeners, wherever you are in the world right now, thank you so much for tuning in and thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you have any questions or concerns or raises towards Marvel or anything that you want to share with us about the Marvel magic, or if you want Craig to apologize even better for what? John Walker. <laughs> Where's my apology? Good enough, go. Um, you know what a good apology would be? Giving me the Guardians of the Galaxy jump. Ah, <laughs> oh, of course. Just seen that one coming. I walked into that one. Honestly, I get it. I get his vibe now. Maybe <laughs> I get it. I get why you get it, fine. Some people just demand so much. And you already give. And also, what, <laughs> why don't we play another fun game and play Guess Which DC Star is probably in Lola's freaking basement right now. <laughs> <laughs> that was not how you said basement like last time it was my wardrobe now oh. it's been a basement like... I, I, I thought it was a basement I don't remember I, I always put yeah, wardrobe makes more sense a basement oh well well she has a DC basement then okay she has a Marvel wardrobe and a DC basement guess who's in the DC basement probably the main guy from Pennyworth <laughs> I've ruined the surprise <laughs> <laughs> I can't. This TV show, uh, this podcast. Oh my god. Okay, yes, right. The TV man. stars are in Lola's basement. Please ask this question in the life that is going to happen on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> right, listeners, wherever you are in the world right now, I hope you have a wonderful day, night, limbo situation. If you don't know <laughs> day, what time of the day it is. Yep. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you next time on the Gigi and Sagi podcast. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you can't get enough of us, don't you worry. We got social media for you to contact us, to talk with us, to have questions, to raise questions and to raise your voice towards us. Gigi, which is me, you can find as Elsie Hamilton Arts on Instagram as well as Elsie Hamilton all around uh, the internet. Go to our site revolutionseries.com and you can also find extended social media contacts when it comes to ref series. Saji, which is known as Abel, you can find on social media on Instagram under a certain name. We also drop the links in the description. Have fun, contact us and have a good day. <laughs>